following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game and our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome into the studios, everybody, here at the Star in Frisco alongside Isaiah Stanback. We've got Heckma Harrison, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. No Rob Phillips today. He will be back soon, but we have got the preview ongoing for the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles today, we take a look at the Cowboys' defense. Hey. Can they get their momentum back? Can they find their swagger again against that Cow or that Philadelphia offense? Actually, I flipped it. We did that yesterday, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We did Philly offense yesterday. So it's actually Philadelphia defense and what challenges they bring to the Dallas offense. But other than that, how are we doing, everybody? Fantabuloso. Good. Wonderful. Good. Everything's good. Yeah. Fantastic. Everybody's happy. Everybody's healthy. Ready Beamer's to go for this week. Beamer's on a trigger back there. I know. I love the, the coin trigger that he's got back there. We do have some news and notes to hit, even though Rob yeah, Phillips is man. not necessarily here. What? I saw Heckma retweeted this off of my account yesterday. Did oh. you do that on purpose because you were upset about your notification from Rob Phillips? I don't know what you're talking about. Micah Parsons. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Out with COVID. <laughs> He's on the COVID list. I, I, I quote tweeted Rob's tweet, and then Heckma and retweeted me. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, ooh, that might be in spite of Rob just no, because no, no, no. Rob P. Island's Twitter notifications that always get you up in arms. Nah, man, I figured I'd kill two birds with one stone, man. I can support both of you at the same time, so that was all. That's smart. That's smart. But yep, Micah Parsons put on the COVID list prior to practice yesterday. It was even after Mike McCarthy's press conference that that came down, and so he is in question for this week. Now, there is a possibility he's back. He has to test negative uh, if he is vaccinated. If he's unvaccinated, it's five days regardless. So there's a way that he could potentially play, but I think at this point it's safe to say It's probably not happening. And the Dallas Cowboys, for the most part, will be without their rookie linebacker. So, I mean, we'll start things off on that note. I promise we'll have some fun on this show, but... uh yeah, you start with all the fun. I know. We're going to have fun. some fun. Let me give you some bad news. What What does this do to this defense, the fact that he's not available today? I mean, he's in on so many different packages that they have. So I, I just want to see how Dan Quinn is going to uh, replace that production. Uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to see. And it probably gives some younger guys an opportunity to come in and see what they have. Guys like Bernard um, and number 57, his name is is is. Luke Gifford. Gifford. Uh, yes, Gifford. Uh, so, look, man, it gives us an opportunity to see some of our guys that hadn't gotten any reps all season. Sucks that we don't have guys like Jabril Cox. He went down early with the ACL injury. But, you know, look, it's just next. you want to say next man up, but there's no such thing. <laughs> it comes down to Michael Parsons and what he does on your team. It's unfortunate that, he, that he's possibly out. Hopefully, hopefully he gets back. I know I presented this potential a couple weeks ago, so hopefully I'm not the one who brought this brought this on when I said if you what happens if you don't have Michael Parsons mm. um, and uh, hopefully we have Neil back Is that he was back on the practice field okay, yesterday sweet. so well, yeah well that helps because yep. if with both of those guys were out it would be a bigger problem obviously but the ability to spy on Jalen Hurts 
now is uh, compromised. Mm. It's, it's severely compromised now that you don't have Michael Parsons because you need somebody out there who's bigger, faster, stronger than the gentleman that you're trying to spy, and now that is no longer an option. So who would that be? And then it, it also throws you off now that Jerron Curse, I'm hearing, has a hamstring injury. Yeah. You know, that, that he's limited. That's probably well. what my answer would have been. That would have been my <laughs> answer, too. Uh, but so that limits you all the way around. And, and, and we've talked a lot about this team getting – Obviously, they've gotten healthy throughout the season, but going into the going into the playoffs healthy, uh, man. Sitting Jerron Curse if he's nursing a hamstring. We've always talked about those soft tissue issues that don't get any better mm-hmm. by playing. So I definitely want him to rest. Well, he hurts us in terms of Goddard, right? In a oh, major yeah. way. I mean, I wouldn't have brought Curse down to to be on Jalen Hurts. I mean, you need him for Goddard. So now who steps up in that role? And remember, Goddard's on COVID. Yeah, he's on there as well. Now, yeah, so. but they, they all their guys went on COVID early. Sunday. On Monday. Monday. Yeah. Was it Monday? Monday morning. Yeah. So they've got an extra two days to, yeah. to try and get back is basically what yeah, that means. I, I have a good feeling they'll be cleared. You uh, think all of them will be? I mean, All the guys that went on early? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think it'll be that, that quick of a turnaround. That's what the rule wants it to happen. They don't want it to be a mass case of, yeah. hey, these guys are missing. Your entire starting lineup, at least in the case of Philadelphia this time, on COVID list. That's what the NFL is trying to avoid. So maybe that is the case. Maybe they do get some guys back and it is enough for them to, to be able to play. But, yeah, without Micah Parsons with a, a banged-up Jaron Curse, I mean, that means you're looking at Luke Gifford covering Dallas Goddard. I think you <laughs> don't, oh, don't even don't even put that no. together. Keona Neal covering <laughs> Dallas yeah, Goddard so. probably. I don't know who you who do you bring in. You have to bring in Nation. Nation's been playing a lot of special teams lately, so I mean he's, yeah. he's had some reps. So maybe that's something that you just bring him into that position. Throw Israel Mukwamu into the mix as well. I love I love Israel Mukwamu. I mean, but you have to be able to hit. So I'm not sure if he's sure that aspect of his game up yet. Yeah, is he physical enough to come yeah. downhill and be able to guard a guy like Goddard? Yeah, that's tough because I mean you're so thin at the linebacker spot. Maybe you get a guy like Francis Bernard back, who was also on the COVID list, and oh man, it's it's the running game that concerns me from this regard. So, so tight ends and running game, yeah, tight ends cool for sure. Um, that's going to be a play action type of deal, but I think mostly this running game. I think Philadelphia is really going to come in, or we're we're going to go to Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is going to come in with a mindset that they're going to run the ball. Yeah, they're and not going to change it. No, they're not. So the fact that they're doing so well with that, and the fact that now you're your gimpy at the second level, and now your third level, who normally walks down to the box, may not be present as well. Mm. That's a that's a pretty severe um, double headed little monster we just took on there. So who does that put the pressure on defensively? Does that put the? I I just heard interior D lineman. Okay, I mean the same as last week. The interior D line last week. The defensive ends did a great job of getting pressure upfield. We we already talked about that. But you know Gallimore and the rest of the crew on the interior. They Carlos have to Watkins. Have, Carlos Watkins. All those guys have to have yeah. a presence. They really have to be dominant because not only do you need to be able to disrupt Jalen Hurts in at the quarterback position, but you have to be able to stop Scott and Howard and those guys. Hmm. No, it's a tough assignment, and you're right. We're shorthanded, um, but going into this last game, that I think the ideal is mentally is to get guys prepared for the first playoff game mm-hmm. at home. Um, you can't go into this game thinking, "Oh man, this." Obviously, it's it's a blessing that we don't. This isn't the one that we have to get because getting that Michael news would have been mm-hmm. devastating. Uh, but at the same time, this is one where you. Offensively, that's where our mind has been. Yeah. Not so much on this defense, but when you talk about guys at the second level, uh, said Wilson, oh, no, excuse me, um, 
Wilson, our, our safeties, you know, mm-hmm. guys like that, you know, they have to they have to come on. I yep. mean, there's been times where, you know, the second level, we've questioned our safety play, um, and Malik Hooker is coming on a- as well. So when we talk about who's going to cover Dallas Goddard, I personally put the onus on our safeties. Yeah, I, I do as well. And I think that, obviously, Seti and Hooker, those guys have a big presence in the running game. So I don't think that we'll – yeah, say, yeah. Miss, miss yeah. curse in that regard. I think that those guys come downhill and they come with, with bad intentions. Uh, however, when you are so aggressive, when you know that that is what the team is asking of you to be physical, to have that, you know, that 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 impact at that position at that particular uh, level. I think it, it works against you because because now you can become overly aggressive, right? Yeah. You could be you could be so committed to stopping the run that now Goddard can sneak up behind you. But also, when you think about the Philadelphia passing game and what they do, you know that it's what they do. It's more of a dink and dunk yeah, for style. Sure, for sure. So I don't know how worried they are about even you with the Devonte yeah. Smith and all the speed that they have. They can't fall asleep on that. No. But again, you you're you're. Your attention has to be at the line of scrimmage and just keeping things in front of you. So one of the good things about yesterday, too, outside of the Parsons news, is that everybody else that was either on the roster or on the practice squad was available at practice. So it wasn't like it was a bigger issue at the moment, and hopefully it's contained within just the linebacker room at the moment. Because that's what I I see this as. I I see it as a continuation of what had happened out of the linebacker group, and hopefully that that stays the same going into that divisional round. By the way, Michael Parsons did tweet out yesterday following the breaking news. He said, I am saddened by the news. I feel like I let my team down and the Dallas Cowboys nation down. I'll be back better than ever. I'm only going to be more hungry. See you soon. Hashtag Lion. Bazooka. The bazooka. Yeah. Yeah, if if I'm a team that's getting ready to face the Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs and Micah Parsons is one week rested and a little bit angry, <laughs> I don't know if I'm okay with that. He's starved. Yeah. I don't, he hasn't had any food. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I'm super excited about that. But at least talking about this Philadelphia game, does his absence take away a significant bite from that defense? Or is it still one of those those – Ways where you look at it and you say, oh, okay, Dan Quinn's running this thing. DeMarcus Lawrence is still there. Randy Gregory's still there. Trayvon Diggs is still there. Even without Micah Parsons, does this defense still have a similar bite? You just answered the question. <laughs> you just called off all the dogs. You just said the names. I mean, last time I checked, Dipsy Hustle, we got DeMarcus Lawrence. Uh, we still have Randy Gregory. So I feel good uh, about our ability to, to present pressure. Uh, you know, I just – he he's so such a versatile player, and the way that Dan Quinn uses him, that's the one thing that I'm going to miss. Uh, especially with when you talk about getting that pressure up the middle, his isolation plays and mugging that a gap, and you know putting the fear of God in uh, a left guard, uh, knowing that you know he he could potentially be coming. But we've already you know said it like it's going to be a big responsibility on the second level at our safeties. You always you know, LVE is going to have to step up and do a better job if we go to more of a zone look and he has to cover a deep third on Dallas Goddard, he has to be there. You know, so look, the play action is going to be big. And I I know that these guys may get sucked up on the run some, but we just can't give up those big gash plays behind us. There's no replacing Michael Parsons. If he's not there, you're going to miss him. But, you know, to Heckman's point, to your point, there are other guys that can obviously make plays on this team. These, there's, there's a lot of dogs on this defense. It hasn't just been the Michael Parsons show. It's been a lot of dudes pr- contributing um, and impacting the game. A lot of guys have been beating their, you know, winning their matchups. Um, it's just Michael Parsons, a lot of times, has been a benefactor of it, right? He's kind of like that extra that extra card that you slap down on there. It's like the ace, the ace of spades. Oh, yeah. Like, dang, go on it, man. You had to have that one in your hand, too, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oops. I mean, yeah, oops, I did. 
done it again. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, he will be missed if he is not present for this game. But in a sense, either way, it's, it's a win, right? If he's there, you have his physical presence. If he's not there, there are guys that now have to step up and make plays, and they now have the opportunity to build confidence. And now you have an opportunity to build more confidence in your depth at that position mm. going into the playoffs. And that also can be beneficial as well. So do you think it could be sort of a blessing in disguise, the fact that, one, he's it's this week mm. and not the wild card week? Yeah. And yeah. and the fact that you can actually rest him and maybe a couple other guys just by lack of choice that's presented in front of you. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to say our probably our best defensive player, obviously, not being on the field is a blessing. But that's if, true. If, yeah, but but if him not if there was a choice, if you had to pick between this week and next week, obviously, oh, yes, yeah. yes, obviously, Easy. yes. To your point, but. I mean, any time that there's other guys on your roster that have the a playing the opportunity to have more playing time, and they have which they haven't had. Some of these guys, you know, that are going to be forced into that role now, they haven't had the playing time at the linebacker position. They've had it on special teams, and they've had a presence there. Bernard, Gifford, those guys. Now they're going to be thrusted possibly into the role of having to play against a playoff caliber team. Yeah, okay, these guys are in the playoffs. So now you get some playoff experience without having to risk a playoff game, and that is, is going to be obviously beneficial to your depth. And almost look at it like a preseason game. Absolutely. When you're, mm-hmm. you're getting guys those reps, and it, like you said, everything that you just said I think is the smart way to approach it because then you know who these guys are yep. when, they can, when, when the fight when it's really live rounds yep. going. And, again, this is next week. Next week is when it's going to be for real. Woo. Like we're gonna, We want to make sure we get through this week, Woo. but we want to get through it healthy. <laughs> Yes, I, I love playoff Woo. football. I love playoff football. You know, I was I, last night. I was writing up. We're, we're putting together a, a hype video. Okay. So peek behind the curtain. We're putting together putting together a hype video. Okay. We'll release it on social, but okay. we're also uh, putting it before the pregame show yep. as well. You might hear one of the voices that's in this room Woo. on that hype video. Woo. I don't know who that guy. Uh, but yeah, so. I was writing up the script for the hype video, and it had a couple different versions based on who we play. You're so versatile. You're oh, our bazooka. Man. No, stop it. But I was getting so hype. <laughs> like, I wasn't even watching the video. I was just writing about the playoffs, and it was like, this is sick. Like, this is yeah. going to be awesome. It's the first time I've been a part of a playoff run here yeah. because I got here in 2019. Yeah. So I haven't been a part of a run here. I'm I don't think club. either one of you, you, you've been a part of plenty of playoff yeah. runs. So <laughs> this is my first go at nice. it. I'm excited. I am. I think be. it's a lot of fun. Playoff football is real. And for everybody out there that believes that, oh, it's just another game, the heck it is. The game gets turned up. The intensity is turned up. The hits are harder guys are faster every play matters the the mind games the chess games on the field everything is a heightened like crazy and you will feel it from the first kickoff it's gonna be wild you'll even get a little sense of that this week there will be a little sense of that just because a little just t- a little t- 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 <laughs> <laughs> right, a little bit of that okay but you won't get know the your full, voice could get that yeah, high <laughs> you won't get the full effect until next week but move we gotta get through this week we're all gonna be yelling like heckma after that Possibly. First playoff game, Possibly. either good or bad. It gets real. We'll get right back in here, and we'll just all be into the mic. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a funk Usa. sway. Get it there, One final note on Micah Parsons before we move on to the offense in the next segment. But Micah Parsons will finish two sacks away from the rookie sack record because he is not available this week oh. for the most part. He was one and a half that off. sucks! Mm-hmm. Javon Gers, uh Back in 1999, had 14.5. Yeah, he was a freak. Alden Smith had 14. Micah Parsons will be tied with Dwight Freeney 
with 13. Not bad company. Not bad. I mean, also, you start <laughs> not bad. I mean, but it's 16 games, too, right? I mean, those yeah, guys yeah. play 16 games. So you look at that's it that true. way. That's true. It's right mean, it's there. Equal, right? So, he, I mean, he, he's that's not bad company. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of going back to what people were talking about with T.J. Watt getting close to the all-time sack yep. record in a single season. That's they're dope. like, they're like, oh, it's 17 games, whatever. No, he's played 14. He will be playing 15 by the time he's yeah, done. T.J. Like, Watt just you're still doing creating degrees of doing some more. That's yeah. just insanity. What do you think about Cooper Cup's comments about the asterisk? About how he doesn't like that you're going to break records that were set in 16 games? Well, he's pretty, yeah, yeah, he's pretty much saying that you should put an asterisk next to all the records that are broken. I mean, you could say the same thing about the guys who broke Absolutely. the record that no, he's breaking. I agree. I agree. There used to be, what, 10 games in the yep. league no, back in the day? So, I yeah, I think I think records are meant to be broken. Hey. So, that's how it goes. But when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, could Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense replicate some of the success that they had in week three of the NFL season. We'll talk about it next, right after the break. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Oh, what what read is it? Oh, it's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that, you, that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobs at caliber.com. That's jobs at caliber.com. Got through it. I tried. That is. Alongside Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeoman. Second segment here of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. Oh, what a day, what a day. It's the final, you know, it's crazy. We've got one more full week left here mm. in the regular season. Then mm. we get into playoff time. Mm. 
I mean, there's weeks, a chance. Five-week stretch. I'm cool with it being a five-week stretch. That's the yeah. goal. But there's a chance this thing's over in a week and a half. Yeah, why would you do that? There's a chance. Why would you do that, Because it's facts. Why would you, it is facts, but why would you do it's that? It's facts. How, but, but you know what else we did not speak on? What did we not speak on? The about? fact that there is a chance that the Super Bowl may be in Dallas. I mean, there's a chance. No. Chance. No, that's, a chance. that's jumping the gun on reporting. It's, not, it's a chance. I mean... It's a possibility. That's a thing they do every year, by the way. I understand that, but it's a possibility. They do that every year. And the Cowboys were not the only ones that were asked. There was probably 30 other teams that, that were asked. But there's a chance, Kyle. Uh, if L.A. goes on lockdown, <laughs> it's the, right? Yeah. You're, you're one of five other spots, so it's a 20% yeah, chance if not, L.A. goes on lockdown. Everybody knows where they would go. LA's not, that L.A. is not going to let the Super Bowl go. Are you kidding me? Mm. L.A. Super Bowl, SoFi oh, Stadium. Geez. They've been waiting for this thing you for years. You would have never thought that Dallas would have let the Dallas Cowboys go to Arlington. What? They were in Irving. I know, but it's not. That's more Dallas. <laughs> that's it's fair, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not as excited as a lot of people are, but that is kind of interesting, you know. Alternate sites. It could happen. It, 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 it could happen. I said it's a chance. It is facts. It could happen. It's facts. It could happen. But that's uh, that's a different story. That's his superpower, man. Dark clouding your your hopes. You see that? <laughs> that's him. Me? <laughs> you. That's your superpower. He's just, just a thunderstorm just rolling in. Just, just come right on in. And I'm from Seattle. That'll never happen. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Forty-one twenty-one. Dallas Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles back. In week three, Dak Prescott went 21 of 26, mm. five incompletions, three touchdown passes. Mm. Ezekiel Elliott, 17 carries, 95 yards, Ooh. two touchdowns. Not 100. Not 100. But Tony Pollard also had 11 for 60 as well. Bingo. So the Cowboys rushed for 160, passed for 220, and they held the ball for 35 minutes in time of possession. The Cowboys really dominated the Eagles back in week three. My question to you guys, and I'll start with you, Heck. Can the Cowboys replicate that this week on offense? It was all good two months ago, Kyle. Can't we get back to that? That's what we want to do. And you know what, man? One of these days when you get married, man, and you're married for a long time, you want to reminisce about the good old days. I reminisce. You'll pull out your album, your wedding album, and you'll go, throw your baby, look at this. Back when, look at this. Mm. You know? That's what you're doing right now. You want to go back in time. <laughs> Recollection. Recollection. You want to go back when it was all good, baby. Do you remember back in week three? Back in week three. But you know what? I think, you know, the gripes that you've had for Kelly. I'm glad you grabbed that and not your Rolodex. Right? <laughs> Back. That would have been, but I'm just saying, man. That I think the inconsistency, <laughs> the inconsistency mm. of the offense over these last uh, few weeks, obviously, has been the reason why no one points out that, oh my God, you're number one in scoring, you're number two overall in offense. Nobody can, will point to that about this offense simply because of the inconsistency. Dak Prescott right now, 4,100 yards. Mm -hmm. uh, there are only seven other quarterbacks in the league that has more. But again, the inconsistency of this yeah. offense is what is plaguing us. You go back to that particular matchup, we just dominated from the word say go. I mean, field position, ball control, all of those things. And it was the catalyst was the running game. Um, so many questions has been asked about Kellen Moore. What is Kellen Moore doing? What's happened over the last six weeks? And in my evaluation, I just believe that Kellen Moore is the type of offensive coordinator that coaches, you know, plays and not players. And so much has been asked with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and how they're able to do what they do. Well, hell, you know, if you don't have a room, a wide receiver room that has C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper, then obviously you could take plays and say these are the guys that we're going to call them for, you know, and 
We started at the beginning of the year talking about 3,000-yard receivers, and we have squashed all of that. Yep. Although, C.D. Lamb does have 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, for, for us, and I don't think that this is going to be a situation where Kellen Moore goes into the Philadelphia game and say, we're just going to – we're going to let that, you know, we're going to let Zeke carry it 35 times, and or, or Tony Pollard is going to carry it this many times. I think this offense is what it is, and what you see, they're not going to change their spots for anyone. It's the big playability of this offense. They've got to get back to that. I understand all of the gripes about this offense right now and where Kellen Moore is, but truly, we this is this is a big play offense, and it's all going to be contingent on what Dak Prescott can recognize and who he can get the ball to. And so much of it comes back to the running game. You know, when I when I, when I when you were talking, I just think about you know somebody when, when maybe the wife is in the kitchen making a fresh meal, right? Let's go ahead and say Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Right? You end up making Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving smelling good. It's fire. You know everything's gonna be nice and fresh, and it's gonna be buttered biscuits and everything else on the table, right? And then you got a couple days later, you get to get some leftovers. And it, it, it's food. Right, but it's just not the same as it was when the, when, the, when, the, when the food was fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like a couple months ago, the offense was fresh. Right, it was a fresh meal. Right now, you go to the fridge, and now you just mm. you, got, you got some leftovers. Like it's cool, I'm, I'm gonna eat it, you know. But <laughs> it, it, it's nothing like it was, you know, a couple of days ago. Right. And I feel like that's what the Dallas Cowboys offense is right now, and they have to find a way to get back in their doggone cookbook. They have to find a way to get in that cookbook, and, and guys have to find a way to learn how to doggone make up the doggone mashed potatoes, mm. the mashed potatoes, yep. right, and go down in and get, and get whip it. I don't want to see just the wrist. I want the whole arm in that thing, okay, wicking the wicking it up, okay? <laughs> and there hasn't been enough wicking. We haven't seen Zeke enough eating, right? It hasn't been any of that. I, mean, I can probably count on our hand how many times we've seen Zeke go like this this year. Yeah. It has to get back to that if these guys want to attain what it is that they're going after. Is that who they are? I mean, think about and, and so many people ask the question like, "What is your identity? What is the identity of this team?" It ain't running. Mm-mm. Nope. It should be not it's anymore. Supposed be. It's supposed to be. So I, I, I truly think that the idea. I think that the personnel. How let me be careful about how I say this. I truly believe that the identity of this team is offensively is still based upon the run. I think that the identity of the offensive coordinator is passing. Wow. So that could be where the disconnect is. Absolutely. I mean, we've talked about it before. We it's have. not like it's a new thing. We have, and, and 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 you really can look at it in the same light as okay, Amari Cooper's your best receiver, no question about that. Okay, yeah. CD Lamb's really good. Number, numbers say differently. Number, yeah, aha, aha. All right, just saying. Exactly right. And the only time that you force feed your number one receiver is when he complains, and There's then a you go there. right back to what you're doing before. Right. Yeah. So there is a disconnect. There's a disconnect because any other team that has Amari Cooper would be doing what? Throwing the ball. Doggone right. Yeah. Right? Any other team that has offensive line, like the two, what, multiple pro bowlers on the offensive line, right. and Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard in the backfield, they would be doing what? Running the Running ball. Running the doggone ball. Yeah. So there's a huge disconnect, and it has to be addressed. Well, you remember when this was a team that was leading the NFL in rushing. They've slipped all the way down the 10th. This is a team that still is the top-scoring team in the NFL, 29.9 points per game. But they've only scored 28 points in seven of their last 10. It's the inconsistency. If they play to the highest of highs mm. that they can have, mm-hmm. there's no one in the NFL that can no. beat them. Thanksgiving dinner. Nobody in the NFL. Yeah, if you got your smorgasbord, Thanksgiving. you got that potluck, Bam. you rolling, you uh-huh. eating, this team can <laughs> beat me hungry. literally anybody. <laughs> yeah. They can beat anybody. Uh-huh. But that's the that's the biggest if, uh-huh. and I think that's where a lot of the frustration lies for Cowboys Nation. Well, it's where it lies for me. Everybody came to the house and, and picked through the food. It was already gone. The food gone. Yeah. Right. 
And look, here, somebody back in the Cisco truck or whatever. <laughs> yeah, food, ask, food, you got leftovers now. Let me ask you this. I mean, because when when you watch and, and just we talk about identity of teams, all right? Tennessee Titans. Mm. Their identity is Ooh, running right. the ball. You know what you're going to get. Right? And there are 32 teams in the NFL, and maybe there's only two teams in the NFL that you could point to that say that's their identity is running the ball. And we show what we expect to have smash mouth football be played. Everybody else, it's the disconnect that you're talking about. They're yeah. a running team one week, and then they're a passing Correct. game, then they're a passing team the next week. When I look at teams that, like, when going back to Green Bay with Devontae Adams, if your defense says, look, we're going to relegate all of our assets to stop this guy. What happens with the rest of the team? Other guys start to eat, right? That hadn't been the case. Mm -hmm. When teams are bracketing Coop to take him away, other guys should be eating. CeeDee Lamb has has benefited greatly uh, from that. That's what we're asking for guys to do. If you go back to the Cowboys of old, teams loaded the box to stop Emmitt. What did they do when they stopped Emmitt? They gave Mike the ball. And if you tried to stop Emmitt and Mike, Alvin Harper uh, uh, and the the tight ends ate. Look, that's what we're not seeing. We're not seeing that when you stop this one thing, can you make this one thing, bury them on that? And that's, that's, look, that's all we're asking for. That's what we're looking for when we talk about continuity and complementary football from this team. We're looking at it offensively and saying, look, man, these teams are – Willing to take, they're just willing to die and take Zeke out of the game. Why aren't the rest of these guys eating? And see, and that's why that's why I always get back to the question, and it's it's a frustrating question because I don't know if there's really a right answer. Why is that the case? Why are they not taking advantage? Because that's the way this roster was built. This is why I point the finger at Kellen Moore, and I'm not pointing it at him, you know, in in disgust. I'm just saying you got to get back on (laughs) it, bro. Stink facing, yeah, you got to get back on it because it's not a personnel issue. You don't have a personnel problem on this side of the ball. Yeah. You don't. The, 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 the scouting department, the, the management, they've done an amazing job of filling this roster with as much talent as you can underneath right. the salary cap. Right. right? You have amazing receivers. And you this is the your, last year it's going to be like yeah, that, absolutely. too. Absolutely. You have amazing receivers. You have an amazing duel in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Right? You have two, right, formerly three pro bowlers on the offensive line. Pro bowl quarterback. Yeah. What the heck is the issue? Yeah. It's not personnel. Can be. No, it can't be. And I think over, one of the things that really troubles me is when you look over the first five, six games of the season, the diversity in his play calling. I mean, we saw so many different formations. And I was worried about that, heck. Where the hell did they go? I was worried about that, heck. But I'm just saying, we hadn't seen them in a long it was time. Like, it's like Christmas. It's like my daughter. My daughter, Nadia, oh, man, she's going to pull out every doggone gift she had. Right? Me, I like I, I could keep some stuff away for a while, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll get to it later. I'll enjoy it later on. I don't want to enjoy everything right now. That's, that's me. My daughter, everything's coming out. Everything that she has, she's playing with it all at she's the same time. She's got a new time. toy. She's playing yeah. with it. That's what I felt like early in the season. I was like, oh, man, he's in his bag. But doggone it, how deep does that bag go? Mm. Remember I was talking about how Santa, I'm like, Santa going out. Like, at some what, point, what, there's it, an it's end. Empty. It's empty in there, right? He has to refill that thing. He got to restock it. Yeah. Can you tell Isaiah's missing the holidays? His two no, metaphors man. in the segment Dude, have been Thanksgiving ooh, and yeah, Christmas. I'm hungry, bro. <laughs> no, but that's I mean, that's 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 great. I mean, because it's truly that way. And I and I was like, you know, how long is he gonna what else does he have? Because man, you're coming out with a lot of different plays. I hadn't seen that formation before. And I just think with Jarwin coming back and we talked about him uh being back and what the, the diversifying some of these looks with Jarwin and Schultz. Uh not saying that either of these guys are surprised. 
superior blockers at all. But I just think when they go 12 personnel, they don't have to go jumbo. That changes how yes. the, the defenses approach what we're doing as an offense. They see yeah. When they see that Hulk package, yeah. they crowd everything because they know we're going to try and run it. So are you hopeful that with Jarwin coming back possibly, are you hopeful that this offense can get back where it needs to be? Well, I'm hoping that it gives Dak another option, yeah. um, if anything. I, look, when it comes down to both of our tight ends, I'm not under any illusion about their blocking. I, I need them to be blocking tight ends, honestly, but they're not that. All right. You wish they were that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, I do. You wish no that there was that. And there was a, one, of our, one of our friends, Derek, just tweeted at us. Uh, and he said, why can't we be more like this? Of course, speaking about the Cowboys. And it's a quote tweet of Joe Burrow's quote the other day where he said, everybody knows that meme. F it. Jamar's down there somewhere. And it's basically yeah. like that and Amari Cooper. So... Final question before we we head into this this second break, but I mean Amari Cooper, do you force feed him the ball to a fault? You don't have to to a fault, but I mean you need to get the ball in his hands. If you're, if you're throwing a ball 38, 40 times a game and he's only getting it three or four, mm-hmm. that's a problem. That's a problem. You're throwing a ball 40 times. You're giving your number one receiver, the man that you're paying to be the most dominant guy at that position. Four times. Is there a possibility they're trying to keep him fresh going Stop into the postseason? No. I just, I just no. wanted to ask. No. I know it's a question, but no. Okay. No. Just Get him the ball. Ask. Get him the ball. Do you? If you play the Kansas City Chiefs, who do you know is getting the ball? Kelsey. It's Kelsey, Kelsey Hill. And, and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. yeah. He's getting the ball. Yeah. Find a way to stop him, but he's getting the dog on ball. Whether it's at the line of scrimmage, whether it's on a fly sweep, whether it's down the field on a big play, they're going to try to get the ball in his hands how many times? Ten times? Yeah. At I, least? As much as they it, can. As much as they can. And guess what? If you focus on him, then what? Kelsey. Yeah. And right. that's the way that's the way the NFL goes. And some of your good teams, they have that the ability to go away from one, one guy to another like I was just talking about. I just Look, Amari Cooper, man, he – He's been inconsistent himself. You yeah. know, we've had the the road Amari Cooper versus the home Amari Cooper. We've had a lot of different things that we talked about about number nineteen. I mean, he's thugged it out through some injuries yeah. this season, but there's been some inconsistency in his play as well. Ooh. You know, I understand. You know, when he stands up and says, "I could be the number one guy in the NFL mm-hmm. anytime," I mean, but but come on, who's, yeah. who's your number one receiver on this team right now? Ceedee Lamb. Mm. CeeDee Lamb, the numbers, the numbers say that he is. I'm By a, a significant margin, too. I'm going with the numbers. I'm not going with anything else. No, but I'm saying, I want to know what your heart says. But what well, heart? Well, I'm saying, well, <laughs> The heart still <laughs> says CeeDee Lamb. No, no my, my heart says Amari Cooper. Okay. And, but the numbers say CeeDee Lamb. I, and see, I, I agree. And I believe that it's, it's going that way because teams are taking Amari Cooper out yeah. with bracket coverage. Dak isn't force-feeding him. If Dak is trying to force-feed Amari Cooper, then that's interceptions. Uh, because you're trying to throw in the coverage, and you add, and the question is going to be, well, you see Aaron Rodgers doing it. Aaron Rodgers force feeds, but guess what? He won't throw it to a fault in three, covered by three people, and yeah. willing to get that interception. If Joe Burrow is going to say F it and throw it down there, hey, that must be nice to be him, <laughs> you know. But we don't live in that same reality, dude. We got other guys besides the one guy. Yeah. To back up your point, Amari Cooper, the game after he said, "I'm the best receiver. I want to be the best receiver in the yeah. NFL." He went eight receptions. Ooh. 122 yards Woo. and a touchdown against Minnesota with Cooper Rush at quarterback. After that, 37, 51, 41, 51 again, 8, 85 after he complained a little bit, got seven receptions, 85 yards and a touchdown, and then last week, three receptions and 18 yards. Unacceptable. So it is, it's inconsistent, but at the same time, I mean, the targets have been decently high the last four weeks, 
seven, five, eleven, and seven. But you probably still need to get it more to him, though. Seven. If you're throwing okay. the ball forty times. Yeah, if you're throwing it 40 times, <laughs> which for the most part, that's what Dak's been doing. If you're 21 for 26, I'm not asking you to throw the ball to him eight, eight, nine times. <laughs> you're throwing the ball 40 times, he needs to see the ball 20% to 25% of the time. He had four targets in that game where he went 21 of 26 against the Eagles back in week three. I'll take that. All right, when we come back, what is your wish list on the offensive line? What do you want to see up front from the Cowboys against the Eagles getting ready for the playoff push when we come back with more Talking Cowboys? Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor on Talking Cowboys. What was the dance at the end there? Oh, it was the Rob P dance. I and like he does it. it. And he does the jazz hands. The jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to hit the mic like four times. Yeah. Pop, pop, true. Pop, pop. true. Gotta, I try. You got to box the mic. Guys, did you see that the Washington football team might have up or ha- might have spoiled their name release? Uh-uh. Oh, did it? You want to talk about it? Yeah. Or you want to let it you yeah, want to let it happen? Work? So, scheduled for announcement on February 2nd. But a CBS report came out that says that uh, Washington is only filed for one website name. Oh, my God. Jeez. They're so smart. It's all public record, so it's not that hard. Come on. Yeah, why would you not try and get all of them? It's like $10. Yeah. What is it? The Washington Admirals. 
Yeah, I figured it was going to be somewhere along those lines. If you go to WashingtonAdmirals.com <laughs> right now, it's a Quidditch team. Is it really? Yes, a Quidditch <laughs> team. Maybe that. Maybe that's that why they did it. Yeah, maybe they did that on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they didn't spoil it, no, but a lot of people are. Like, New anybody a big Harry Potter fan know what Quidditch is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, big Harry Potter guy. All the time. That went well, right just like Heckma. Yeah. That went right over You my don't head. know what Quidditch is. What he- is it? Heckma's big. It's it's a made up sport in Harry Potter. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, like brooms and a ball. Ah. I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's a ride a broom. Yeah, I know. I didn't know it was called Quidditch. Yeah, that's yeah, Quidditch. Quidditch. And they have like a they have a, a real version of it now that they play on like college campuses and stuff. And they're definitely a Quidditch team. They're a Quidditch franchise, so <laughs> can't wait till they change their names. <laughs> nice. They gotta r- ride around on brooms while they're playing football. <laughs> <laughs> that just sucks for them. Chase Young. We just ruined your February 2nd. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the Admirals. The Admirals. <laughs> Final segment here of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. Glad so you're with syllables. us. So many. Washington Admirals. <laughs> gosh. Uh, wish list for the offensive line. Mm. Cowboys mm. giving up 17 pressures against Arizona. It's not good. Not great there, guys. Uh, Heckma, what do you want to see from the offensive line against Philadelphia that'll Give you more confidence going into the playoffs. Well, whatever you do, and I saw Fletcher Cox was on that COVID list. Yes, he was. <laughs> so, I mean, whew, if he if, if if Fletcher Cox is not on the field, then I guess that that would be a good thing for our offensive line. But still, you have guys like Javon Hargraves that are dogs and will be there. And we saw the pressure that he presented mm-hmm. uh, against us the last time we played these guys. Look, I, I just having Tyron Smith back. Uh, I'm, I'm really grateful. Uh, it's about him being back, but offensive line wise, I mean, Connor Williams, man, he's got to he's got to stop with the holding penalties. Biotish, whatever it is with the offsides, the snap, or however it's going, these guys have got to get this together. And Leo Collins, man, I just feel like last the last game, man, he number seventy one did not have his best game. But I want to see them with the same list of you say seventeen pressures. Yep. So. Oh, I'm going to say run it back. <laughs> that, that's not a good thing, but I want to see that same five together mm-hmm. again. It won't It won't be that, that type of pressure. Arizona just said we're blitzing. We don't care who you are. We don't care what 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 you know what it says after your name, when it says all Philly pro. can do that too, though. They can, but they won't. They don't. They don't. That's not. They Neither did Arizona to. going into it, though. Yeah, Arizona blitzes. Arizona blitzes, and, and they they like to run. They like to run that dude Buda Baker all over the place. So we know that yeah. they bring pressure in that regard. Now Philadelphia, they don't have to do that because they got two freaking houses in the inside uh, and their inside techniques, and, and obviously uh, Cox and Hargrave. Those two dudes right there, the pressure that they create in interiorly is a problem. Yeah. And where are we weakest? <clears throat> Interior. Interior. Okay, there's obviously things we broke down on on the film room this week. If you guys haven't had opportunity to check that out, go watch that because we show one play where Hargrave and Cox literally just put their feet in the ground and just drive the offensive lineman back. We also show on their off- offensively on our O-line where Connor Williams and Tyler Biotic are not passing off uh, passing off linemen like they need to. You know, they, we have five guys protecting, five people are presenting pressure, and somebody's running free. Those are things that can't happen. Now, obviously, Arizona brought a lot more than that. They brought more than we can block a lot of times. But when you have your five guys and you have your five guys to protect against their best five and you still miss on your assignments, those are the things that you can't really uh, have nor nor really account for.
Yeah, and that and look, man. I, even going back to the Arizona game, I know we're done with it and moving on to the Eagles. It's just I can't point out, can't help but point out those penalties on those key runs that we had. Mm-hmm. If you don't have two of those penalties, you convert and have an opportunity to score. And now we're not even talking. We win. We're talking about oh, we won an ugly game. Yeah, and we're apologizing. Five for, straight wins. Yeah, yeah, man. We're going into that. But look, here's going. I. Personally, just want to see this offensive line fire off the ball, get this running game back going, play a clean half. That, yeah. that may be what that's all they play. Uh, guys like Tyron Smith may be pulled after a quarter or two of work. You know, I just want to see them play a clean half of football and let's just get this running game going. Do you see that Period. happening against this defensive line, though? Um, they have to because guess what? It doesn't get any easier with the defensive lines that could be coming in town. The way that it yep. fits right now, the team that you're going to play in the playoff may be the Rams yeah. it, or you, Arizona. All right, you, yes. So or it, San Francisco. You're going to probably see a top-notch offensive line see, but those, in your first but those, game. But those are edges, right, for the most part, except for L.A. Aaron Donald. Except for L.A. Except for L.A. Okay. <laughs> All right, most of those guys <laughs> present pressure on the edges. The interior pressure is, is a whole other animal. We saw that with Chris Jones. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole other animal because if they're strong, if that's where they're strongest and that's where we're weakest, then there's a problem there. And outside pressure has given this offensive line some flack yeah, all I mean, year but, long, but, too. But I feel okay about Collins and Smith. You know what I mean? So even if they have their best guys out there, guess what? Our best linemen are out there too. Unless mm-hmm. you want to come on the right side and face and face Martin. Good luck. You know. But when you start talking about the center and the left guard, even though we got there was better play by Connor Williams, there's still communication issues, and that is something that has to be shored up. So communication issues plus the strongest defenders being on that on that interior line that's a problem. My confidence is in we've done it before. Yep. Mm-hmm. Versus them earlier, okay. uh, and we talked about what. Zeke did yep. and what Pollard did. Yep. And we that we had some strong inside runs. And mm-hmm. we, we we definitely switched it up inside and outside. Absolutely. And so that's the only reason why I feel I confident, confident uh, in this game. And, and again, just going back to it, at some point after, after this week, everybody's a dog. Yep. And there's no, you're gonna, at, at some point, it's, it's just going to be what it's going to be. And whatever, is that you, whatever you've shown on film as a weakness will be exploited. And there's plenty of it. Trust me. <laughs> there's all, plenty all of assistants it. and data guys that are sitting up there watching. All they do is watch film and plug numbers. And they say when you come out in this or if you run this stunt, this percentage of the time you get home. Like there's so much data that is collected, that's conveyed over to the coaching staff and then down to the players that is absolutely insane. And you can't do how many teams change what they do when they come to the no. comes to none of them. You are who you are. You are who you are you by are that you point. Are. You might throw a little a little twinge in there, you might throw a motion, you know, change your formation, but you are who you are. And here we go. One final test before that playoff run. We'll see how that goes for the Cowboys. We've got one final say it with your chest Friday of the regular season, and then we get into playoff time here on Talking Cowboys. Join us tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time, as we'll break it all down for you. We'll tell you how to make some money with DraftKings, Mm. and then, of course, we'll give our pick'ems, and you'll be able to include yourselves in that call. 888-855-2297 tomorrow at about 9.30. Give us a call. We'll have some fun with it. But for Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?